Enduring generations of pain and suffering, their veins run brownish-green like the waters of the Cuyahoga, in a constant search for a new team to root for, but something keeps drawing them back. This is Cleveland. Don't mess it up. Welcome back, folks. Um, man. What? <laughs> What an interesting last couple of weeks. Um, last week, obviously, we had some uh, technical difficulties. We but apologize. now we're back. And now we're back. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful day here at Teal Panda Studios, and we're looking forward to it. Um, man, it's a Victory Monday. This is two Victory Mondays in a row. We got a lot to unpack today. <laughs> I think the last time we spoke, people, it was a very depressing day. It was. The Indians were on the skids. The Browns had lost the opener. There was a lot of bad stuff happening. And so it goes. That's the legend of Cleveland. <laughs> but here we are two weeks later, feeling better, feeling a lot better. Feeling right. Feeling good. Um, Man, I got to kind of control my my energy here. Yeah, don't, um, get, don't get too excited. I'm getting all, all giddy. Don't get too excited. What do you want to do? You want to break right into the Indians? Yeah, that's playoffs, cool. baby. Playoffs. So, a little bit of a breakdown. Obviously, we missed last week. Um, two weeks ago, we were kind of skidding to a uh, what seemed to be a halt. Um, pitchers were were giving up a lot of runs. Obviously, we still weren't hitting. And then we went on to end the season. We finished up nine and two in our last eleven. Yeah, last really, 11, nine and really two. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they really turned it around. You know, there were some really good offensive games in there as well. A lot of walk offs. Our pitching staff really just fantastic, unbelievable job, um, especially by the bullpen. And we'll unravel all that as we go. Um, so let's start off with um, playoff seating. Yeah, here okay. we go. Getting the Yankees. Got the, the Yankees. Yankees on Tuesday. Um, Bieber versus Garrett Cole. Tuesday, yeah. 7 o'clock ESPN. Yeah, let's just talk about our Cy Young award winner. Because if he doesn't win not the Cy only, Young this year, it's a tragedy. Not only the Cy Young award winner, but the pitching triple crown winner. How about that? How about that? Shortened season or not. That, wow. The triple crown in the short season. I mean, it's a historic season, number one. Uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, baseball being shortened to 60 games. Not sure if they're going to play it. Um, finally getting through all 60 games and into the playoffs. And sure enough, we have a couple guys with stellar performances throughout the season. Um, uh, you know, Bieber is easily the best pitcher in baseball this year. Uh, wins the triple crown. Uh, just impressive. Finished up, um, league lead with, uh, eight wins. Uh, 1.63 ERA and 122 Ks. And this is the first pitching triple crown since 2006. Yep. And I, and I, and I get it. There'll be an asterisk next to that because of the shortened season, but I, it doesn't matter what season you do that in. 
it's impressive no matter how many stretch of games you perform like that. Anyone during during a season, during a 162-game regular season, if you had a stretch of 60 games where you played that well, you're in the conversation for the Cy Young. Regardless, it's, that's, it's just a fantastic stretch and a fantastic season for, for our young ace. So I, I got to go off topic here. Not, not completely off topic, but uh, away from Shane Bieber just for a second. So I'm looking at the list of MLB triple crown winners, uh, uh, pitchers from 1913 to 2020. I mean, we're looking at Walter Johnson, Grover Alexander, another Walter Johnson, Lefty Grove, two years in a row. Sandy Koufax won it three times in his career, almost back to back to back. Dwight Gooden, Johan Santana was the last to do it in 2006. And now Shane Bieber. That's, That's a list right there. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. All Hall of Famers. All Hall of Famers. Absolutely. <laughs> right in there. So, yeah. And, and, and really, as young as he is to pull that off uh, in a season filled with veteran pitchers with huge contracts. I mean, I'm just massive contracts in Major League Baseball right now for pitchers and the quality of pitching that there is in starting pitching these days. Um, for him to pull that off and make everyone else look like the second best pitcher, that's pretty impressive. That's amazing, actually. So, <clears throat> yeah, let's get into it, man. The Yankees. Here we go. So, you know, we're not, looking at stuff this morning. and not, not really as scary as they may seem. Yeah, we, we'll, we have this vision of the Yankees as Indians fans. Okay, we have this we have this this whole vision of the Yankees. Yeah, we've been beat by them a few times. They're the Yankees. Everyone, that's all you ever hear about is the Yankees. When they're playing well, they're the greatest team in the world. When they're not playing well, they are every excuse under the book. Yeah, they got every excuse. Everyone's heard everyone. Well, guess what? Every team goes through all that just like they do, but you always have to hear about it because it's the Yankees and we can't stand the Yankees. We're Cleveland fans. I, I don't care if they ever win another game ever. So here's the deal. The bottom line is they play in a terrible division. All right, they were horrible. That division they played in was terrible, and they still couldn't match our record. We played in the best division in baseball, and they still couldn't match our record. All right, the teams that they played from the National League were no good; they weren't any good, and they still couldn't match our record. All right, their pitching. Let's let's just talk about pitching a little bit here. Okay, number one, we have the best pitching staff in baseball. Us and the Dodgers, Dodgers and National League, we're the best in the American League. It's not even close. Okay, we're the best. But here's the thing: during the course of the season, we didn't hit well. All right, we didn't, and the Yankees have bloated numbers. And and I'll tell you why in a minute here. All right, just stay with me on this point. All right, here's why: the Cleveland faced this season. We had to face some of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball. Okay. So when you're talking about ERA, team ERA in baseball, okay, that's your pitching staff's ERA for the entire season. Every pitcher stepped on the mound, contributed. All right. So team ERA. All right. Cleveland, we are number two. We're the number two right behind the Dodgers in team ERA. Okay. And quite frankly, we faced better offensive teams than the Yankees, than the Dodgers had to face. We faced better teams. That's why I'm saying our pitching staff is better than the, than the Dodgers because we faced better offenses than the Dodgers had to face. Dodgers didn't face many good teams. Okay. So here's the deal. So Cleveland's number two in pitching. We're the number two ERA team in pitching. 
here's the teams we had to face. Our offense, our guys going to the plate every day had to face, right? Minnesota, number four team ERA. Chicago White Sox, number six team ERA. Cincinnati Reds, number seven team ERA. St. Louis Cardinals, number nine team ERA. The Cubs, number 10 team ERA. Milwaukee Brewers, number 11 team ERA. I mean, the top 11, we had to face six of the top 11 pitching teams in baseball on a nightly basis. Every night, we had to face those teams. Now, let's go to the Yankees, who, by the way, did not have as good a record as we had. Let's go to the teams the Yankees had to face. All right, let's just, let's just go there. Tampa Bay, number three behind us. All right. And it's, they're not that close to us. They're behind us in Team ERA. All right. Then they don't face another team that's even in the top half. All the teams or the rest of the teams they face are in the bottom 15 pitching in the league. No wonder their offensive stats are so bloated. No wonder they hit so many home runs. They faced bad pitching every game and still couldn't win. They're about to get into a buzzsaw with our pitching staff, and they have never had to deal with a pitching staff like that the entire season. Not one series have they had to deal with pitchers coming out throwing like our guys do. They are in for a, to get worked over in the series. That's my prediction. We are going to crush the Yankees because they are not as good as everyone thinks they are. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with the Yankees and their, and their, and their hitting and their pitching, their bloated hitting stats. Their pitching was terrible. They were number 14 in the league in pitching, just a mediocre average pitching team, even though they have the high, one of the highest paid pitchers of all time on their staff. Um, they still were mediocre at best. Um, our pitching staff isn't paid. I think our guys combined, our entire pitching staff combined doesn't make as much as Garrett Cole. And yet, we were the best pitching staff in the league. So I think the Indians have done an unbelievable job putting that staff together and they have performed. They have absolutely performed, uh, outperformed their, their paychecks and the Yankees have way underperformed their paychecks and are about, we're about to show them what pitching does to, to hitting that really isn't as good as everyone thinks it is. (laughs) <clears throat> so that's where I'm at with that. So let's that talk said, about well, that. That that being said, I think <coughs> if you look at the Yankees as a whole, right? Obviously, you don't know what you're going to get because you don't know who's going to be healthy. You don't know what lineup they're going to roll out. You don't know if they're going to roll out Brett Gardner. You oh, know, I know who, who. By the way, Brett Gardner kills us. I know what we're going to get. We're going to get a bunch of players who didn't have to face any pitching all right. year. Absolutely. And we're we're going to show time, them pitching. At the same time, you're going to get a guy like DJ LeMahieu who has won a batting title in both the National League and the American League now. Recall, remember, let's talk again about he did and that against no pitching, against horrible pitching, okay. against horrible pitching. Listen, he did three. LeMahieu just won the bat. I'll three, tell you what, Anderson four against bad pitching. I feel bad for Anderson. Let me tell you why, because Anderson was leading the league in batting in the toughest pitching division in all of baseball. Anderson's the real deal. And he got that beat around and hit. by Cleveland pitching But staff. when the Indians came to town and they shut him down at the end of the season, that's how he lost the batting title to LeMahieu. While LeMahieu was playing pitchers who could barely throw in the minor leagues, 
Anderson had to face the Indians' best staff in baseball. So not fair that LeMahieu won the batting title because his numbers are overbloated. The Yankees did play a a 40-win Tampa team with a pretty good pitching staff. Yeah, they had to play them a whole nine times. They can roll out out, uh, uh, according to to their manager, a stable of guys. What was their record against Tampa Bay? I think you should look that up. I I don't know what their record was against Tampa Bay, but I think we should find out what their record was against a good pitching staff. Because I don't think it's going to be good for the Yankees. I don't think they finished well against Tampa Bay. I could be wrong. I might be wrong. I never even looked. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. But you need to take a look at that. And I'll tell you what, while he's looking up the Yankees' overbloated numbers right now, Here's what I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about the last seven games. All right. The last seven games for the Indians, we went on a, on a run. All right. We lot, we dropped one to a couple to Pittsburgh here that we shouldn't have, but the reality is we were, we played very well down the stretch and did what we had to do to get into a higher playoff spot. Um, you, you know, it was, we had that stretch right there near the end where we weren't playing well a few weeks ago. And then we just turned it around offensively. Pitchers were better. Everything was better. Okay. The attitude's better. You can see that people are happy to play. But I will tell you this. We also have a, we also have another guy on our team and, and he's going to be an MVP candidate. Um, Jose Ramirez. I don't know if he'll win the MVP. He does lead the league in war. Um, which is a good sign. Um, that they're, he's going to definitely get some looks for MVP. Uh, we made the playoffs. That helps him out a lot. Um, and down the stretch, this guy just tore it up, right? He hit 364 in the last seven games, slugged 909 and had an on base percentage of 517. 517. Half of his at bats, he was on base. And almost scoring runs or scoring runs. I mean, the guy just did everything he could to try to help us win down the stretch. And he had some help. You know, there were some guys who we needed help from, you know, our trade. Uh, uh, Naylor came in. All right. And at the beginning, you know, he was sluggish. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, yeah, you know, we're kind of making excuses for him. Wasn't hitting very well. But I'll tell you what, last seven games, last seven games, Naylor hit 368 he hit 368 down the stretch i mean that's that's big that's the last seven games that's when we needed him he's there and now all of a sudden he's slotted into that number six position hitting and he's he's protecting those guys at the top of the order and driving in runs so and hernandez Second baseman pickup. He's a, he's kind of a one year guy with us. You know, I doubt we're going to sign him again. He's probably going to want and sign some better money somewhere else next year. But for one season, he comes in down the stretch, hits 375 down the stretch and had an on base percentage of 500. He's another guy. He's on the top of the order with Jose on base all the time, you know, allowing the opportunity for Naylor and these and Reyes and these guys in the middle of the order to drive in runs. Reyes struggled a little down the stretch. Um, you know, last night against the Pirates, he, he looked good. He had, he had a bomb, hit a big bomb to, you know, kind of right center field a little bit there, almost dead center. And, uh, it looked good. I mean, that swing looked good. He really crushed it. Um, but he only hit 217 down the stretch. Um, 
His on base wasn't really good. He struck out a lot, but you know, it was a good sign that he turned around. Santana again, he hit 261 down the stretch. Not bad. And his on base is always good. He had a 370 on base percentage during the stretch. So he again, top of the order, middle of the order, he's on base, letting Reyes, letting Naylor, letting these guys drive in runs. And that's what we needed. We need those kind of runs to, to get our pitchers through. Our pitchers aren't going to give up many. So when we have a chance to score, we need to do it. And so far in these last, in this little stretch here, the guys have been able to pull that off. Lindor has struggled a little bit. Um, down the stretch, he only hit 192. Uh, his on base still was decent though. Uh, he had, had 323 on base. So he was still taking walks. At least he was being patient. He might not be hitting the ball well right now, but I will say this. Um, you know, Lindor's a gamer. All right. He always has been. He's been a pretty clutch guy. Um, you know, I think the playoffs, that excitement, that adrenaline, uh, hopefully he can be patient and calm and really, you know, lock in and, and, and start jumping all over this because he's going to see lesser pitching. He had to face really good pitching all year. And in the playoffs, especially against the Yankees, he's going to see lesser pitching. Garrett Cole is going to be tough. We know that. But beyond that, we should jump on their pitching staff. We really should. We should jump all over them. Um, so that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the look at the Indians down the stretch. It was a, it was a mixed bag of some guys really stepping up at the top of the order and a few guys in the middle of the order. Uh, you know, we need them to continue. We need Santana to keep going like he did last night. He had, I think he had a double and a home run last night. Uh, Reyes hit a big bomb and drove in some runs with guys on base. Um, Naylor keep hitting, uh, Hernandez, Jose. Lindor, we need those guys to get on base. You know, we could be dangerous. We just need all that to come together. Okay. So, that all being said, I'm going to put this one to bed right now. Yankees are no threat. If we're hitting the ball. How was their record against Tampa Bay? Did you have a chance to look that up? Oh, yeah. Okay, how was, oh, what, how'd they do against Tampa Bay? The well, be, a good pitching staff. How'd they do I'll, against that? I'll throw out a few numbers, and then I'll give you their record. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I, matter of fact, I'll throw out a few numbers, and then you tell me what you think their record was. Okay. In, in ten, <laughs> how many times in did ten they play? Games. Ten games. They ten played games, ten times. Okay. okay. So, 218 average, 301 on base, 88 strikeouts. <laughs> how many games do you think they won? Uh, I'm going to say they won uh, three of ten. They won two of ten. Two of ten against a good pitching staff. Two wow! Of ten against and here's a good and here's staff. what, folks. That's not even the not only, even a great pitching staff. No, it's they're pretty good. They're right behind us. They're good. They're good staff. Listen, top their bullpen's good. They're top to bottom. But against the only good pitching staff, the Yankees had to face all year with their bloated offensive numbers because they didn't face any pitching. They were two and eight. Against a good pitching staff. That's the real Yankees right there. That's the real Yankees. Two and eight. Yankees have been exposed. Let's move on. Yep. I'm done talking about it. We'll we, see it on Tuesday. Clearly, we need to wipe them I out. I got to tell you, even if Garrett Cole comes out with 10 strikeouts, Bieber's going to come out with 11. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> Let's not, get I'm not worried about it. We're, we're rolling hot going into this. And it, listen, this I, I want to be honest with everybody who's listening. Listen, I want to be honest with you. Are the Yankees dangerous hitters? Yes, because they can hit home runs. All right. And yes, with guys on base, if you have a walk, if you have an error, if a guy gets a bleeding little base hit because the Yankees hitters aren't that good, I, I, they could, but they get on base. They're professional hitters. They can get on base. Okay. And a guy hits a home run, suddenly you give up two runs. It, could that happen? Yes. 
that could definitely happen against the Yankees because they got some guys who can hit some bombs, so they can win a game on accident. Oh, absolutely! But I promise you, yeah. if mean, they win the game, if they beat us, it'll be on accident. It'll be a, it'll be a, oops, I hit one opposite field home run and just close my eyes many, and hit a ball because they're not that good. How many home runs did Luke Boyd hit? Let's see, twenty-two home runs in a sixty-game season. I don't care who you are. That's yeah, that's considering impressive. he was facing Triple A pitching all yeah, year, that was really good. I'm just saying, that was really good for a major leaguer to hit Triple A pitching like that. You're looking at. <laughs> Jose Abreu did it against some of the top pitching. He hit 19. Yeah, I can right? tell you. I can tell you. Void does not hit that many home runs in our division. I Jose, can tell you that right Jose now. Jose Ramirez ended up with 17, fourth in the MLB. That's why he's an MVP candidate and leads the league in WAR. How about you? Void is not either of those. And I got to tell you, it's a little disappointing. You did talk about Francisco Lindor, Cesar Hernandez ending with a a uh, yeah. What was it? What was a 1.9 F war? Yeah, it's crazy. And Lindor with a 1.7. I, yeah, it's crazy. It's too bad. I, I wish Lindor could have stepped it up a little bit. We'd have probably been a little better off. I think we would have won the division. I think he put, I think, listen, I I understand Lindor's situation. I think he's got a lot of pressure on him. Sure he does. Um, That $400 million, that weighs heavy on you. There's a big contract looming in his future. You know, he's playing for that kind of contract, but I have to tell you, I think it's easier to play for wins and a championship than it is to play for a contract. So if is if that mindset is there that you know cuz the questions never end. I mean everyone's asking questions about it all the time. Um the news is always talking about it. are the Indians going to trade him? Is he going to what who's he going to sign with? Um you know when that's all anyone talks about you and all this money, I I think it affects te- players negatively all the time. So here here's here's kind of our segue now right so we've talked about the indians uh we're all real hyped up about them you got the yankees coming to town can't wait to beat the yankees um so everyone really get out there let's let's get on watch and really support the indians because this could be a really fun run to watch with that staff that they have now we're going to move on you ready to move on well, I just want to say one more one thing. More Let's thing. start the campaign, Jose Ramirez for MVP. Yeah, we I mean, don't have to start it. I think he, it's already started. He he ended the season leading the entire MLB in WAR. Yeah, that that's enough. <clears throat> that's all you need. Sure, sure. I mean, the guy was more valuable to his team than anybody else in the major league. It's that's, hard to vote this year for MVP because sure. it's a, it's a shortened season. There's some guys who had some great short seasons. Abreu from Chicago, his numbers are off the charts. Um, <clears throat> but obviously he's not going to have the war that 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 Jose has sure. uh, just because of you know where he plays at um so I, yeah it's hard to say you know Mike Trout is still Mike Trout um <laughs> you know it's it's hard to say you wow. know what those guys did it's hard to say Mike that Trout, unfortunately Mike Trout finished 13th in war I I understand I I, I get but he that. had a great year don't yeah. get me wrong there yeah. was just there was a lot of guys that were more yep. important to their prospective team I agree it, it's just it's just hard to imagine that um that you know Trout and uh Abreu and some of don't Get some votes here because they're going to. Yeah, they're going oh, yeah. to. I mean, Jose's got to be right in there, um, but his but his batting Bieber, average. Bieber's going to get votes. Take, yeah. he's going to take votes away from Jose. Yeah. But his batting average numbers and stuff like that—that's all going to get lost in a yep. you know in the shuffle. Of, yep. We'll see. We'll see. It's all going to come down to the votes, and I hope Jose wins it. I agree with you. I I think he's he's been an exciting player to watch. Kind of went up and down a little bit during the season, but all in all, just really fun to watch. So. 
while we're on the topic of of MVP, okay, I got to go off the rails here for a second. I saw I was watching football yesterday. I saw the most ridiculous, possibly the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Russell Wilson has never received an MVP an MVP vote in his entire career. No, no, he hasn't. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I I had to go off the rails for a second. That. Well, that you, blew my mind. Now remember, that though, absolutely blew my mind. Remember when they won? When they won the Super Bowl? Okay, he was young. He was a rookie. Yeah, you know, he was a young quarterback. This was not a. He wasn't a veteran guy who was gonna, you know. And he played well. And since then, they haven't been in that position to. They've been in the playoffs a few times. They've been in the hunt quite a few times, um, but really haven't been in a position to get back to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, and he's in. And listen. In the National League, that, I mean, seriously, man, you got Aaron Rodgers, you have Drew Brees, you've had all these big time quarterbacks, you know, yeah, I, year after year after I, year. I, just I had mean, to, I had to throw that out there. I, I thought that was insane. I yeah. mean, the guy just p- puts up numbers nonstop. But he anyway, does. Yeah. He's a great leader, great, yeah. great quarterback. Yeah. Not my quarterback, but hey. We'll, all right, let's segue into the Browns now. Speaking of my quarterback. Let's segue into the Browns. Okay. So we, we do have a lot to unpack because obviously we missed two wins. We got, we got two wins to talk about. Okay. Let's talk about win number one real quick. The Bengals. Not exactly a stellar team. Not exactly a stellar defense. Not a very dynamic offensive line. I get it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Listen. Anyone who listens to this show knows me. I am, I am, pessimistic, <laughs> at best, about the Browns and their performance. I am pessimistic at best. I am very happy that we're above five hundred for the first time in eighty four games. I am. I'm excited about that. I hope it continues. Um, but I am pessimistic. Our back to back wins are Cincinnati and Washington. Those two teams are not going to the playoffs, no, folks. They're not, not the only playoff team that we wins. faced. We got smoked. Right. Okay. It's the only real good team we faced. We got smoked. Oh, and no, don't get and against probably... these two teams that aren't going to the playoffs, they scored way we, too yeah, many yeah, points against us. Way that makes me nervous. Our loss is against the second best team in the league. I'm convinced of that. The best team in our division, second best team in the league. So I'm okay with that. It gave us good film. I'm not okay our with it. We wins. got smoked. We didn't weren't competitive in that game. We weren't gonna. They be were the second best team in our division. We're, we weren't the. We weren't even competitive. Our two wins are against weak teams, but Joe Burrow threw for what 330 yards, no interceptions against our terrible secondary. Correct. That's that's impressive. He threw like fifty times. Is that impressive, or he, is it just he, that he, he picked threw, apart a college defense? Well, yeah, because he did that the entire season last year. And if our defense isn't any better than that, it's pretty simple for he, him to do. He has kept them in every game they've been in, though. Now, listen, he's, I he's gonna be good. I don't know. I don't know what washington's offensive the offensive line is going to be ranked at the end of the season i don't know and i do know our defensive line played pretty well against washington i was i, I was kind of that was the first yeah. time i think yeah, they, pretty they good. put it a, a game together where they looked good my fear is 
that they did that against an offensive line that's going to be a bottom feeder offensive right. line. Right. They're not going to be that, that good at the end of the season statistically. Right. And we're going to go back and go, Oh, great. We won that game, but it really wasn't against anybody. Well, I'll tell you what we have next week. We got Dallas They're They've been regarded as the top offensive line in the NFL for the last three Agreed. years with a decent passing game and a really good and, running game. Yeah. Good running game. So now here we go. Here's the test. Now Here's don't get me test. wrong. Their defense is suspect at best. They, so let, they've looked terrible. But let's few weeks. but let's talk about this, right? So what? Ha- so right. So now, so I think we're both trying to say right well, now is well before we before we dive into that, I'm, I'm going to just run down numbers from the last couple of weeks. Yeah, just, go ahead. just to get a, a, a better feel. Yep. So okay, obviously Browns Bengals, we won 35-30. 30. We gave up way too many points. Way too many points. Our secondary looked atrocious. Tight ends open across the middle all day long, and it's been that way for three weeks. Yeah. But eventually, hopefully, we can figure that out. It's our it's our linebacking core. They're just they're not athletic enough to get the job done. I don't know. I, I have to tell. I, I don't. I don't know. I, you know. I think we we may have. You know, our <laughs> it's tough. Listen, our safeties are making a lot of tackles, yeah. which isn't good. Uh, no, that means, not at all. That means they're throwing the ball on us and they're running the ball past the line of scrimmage if our safeties have to come and make a bunch of tackles. So our linebackers and our safeties are leading the team in tackles. Our linebackers should be leading the team in tackles, and I get that. Safeties to be in there, not so good. Right. So Baker Mayfield goes 16 of 23, 219 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception that probably shouldn't have been an interception. I don't really think that was on him. Um, off the hands. Anyway, he Listen, hit. Listen, every quarterback gets yeah, those throughout the season. Yeah, Don't make it. excuses. Catch the ball. So he, he hit eight different receivers, and Odell had his first touchdown, 40-yard touchdown of the season, which – I don't know where that's been. I mean, even even slowed down by an injury, I, th- I feel like Odell gets enough separation down the sideline. Here's Normally, what, yeah, it, but here's what I loved about I it. Know. Here's what I loved about it. Right? Yes, defensively, scary. We did, I, you know, Cincinnati scoring that many points on us and moving the ball like they did, scary. All right, I get that. Offensively, we ran the ball great, and play action opened up stuff for us. It's right. we talked about that in 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 show number one we did this year about the Cleveland Browns. We talked about they got to be able to run the ball. Play action opens up the world for Baker <laughs> Mayfield. All right, here's here's the surprising stat for me though for our offense. Okay, and I know you got more to give us, but here's my surprising stat. Okay. Against the Blitz, Baker Mayfield is fantastic. His yeah, I think he was his, top three. It's he's top three against top the Blitz. Three. His yeah. completion percentage is phenomenal against the Blitz. If you blitz him, he, he pick he can get pick you apart. With well, no with no blitz, he's one of the worst right. quarterbacks in the league. If he has time in the pocket, he thinks too much. He overthinks everything. So basically, the goal now for NFL teams against us is going to be Sit just cover. Man to man, zone, just cover and make him stay in the pocket, scan the field, which, and find the open guy. Which opens up our run game. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. 
So and that's what we need to do. We need to keep pounding the ball. We got great running. Oh backs. yeah, we kind of went away from that in the first half yesterday, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Speaking of run game, Nick Chubb, twenty-two carries, one hundred twenty-four yards, two touchdowns. Love it. Love to see it. He's going to lead the world in rushing this yeah, year. Yeah, almost hundred yards a game now, folks. And Kareem Hunt goes ten carries, eighty-six yards, and a touchdown for himself. Late, I'm, I believe that was a fourth quarter touchdown, but. That's been kind of an interesting thing to see. We talked about it yesterday when we were watching. Kareem Hunt plays the entire fourth quarter. Yeah. Nick Chubb basically turns into the third down back in the fourth <laughs> quarter. I mean, that's... I'm not sure why. Chubb, Chubb gets his yards <laughs> in the first three quarters and takes a break. I mean, that's that's impressive. Well, it's fine if we're winning. Right. But I, I, gotta, I, don't, I have a feeling that it would be different if well, we I were in a tight game or if we were losing a game. The, I don't think it would be the same. The difference, I, I mean... Obviously, I would love to see Nick Chubb carry the ball thirty plus times a game because he's he is a workhorse. That's I think what he is. I think if we got into a game where we needed to do that, he would. He would, yeah, absolutely. But I think late in the game, when you're really working off your play action in in the fourth quarter, you know, in a tight game, Kareem Hunt is kind of the more multi dimensional back, and we saw it yesterday with his insane one handed Odell looking catch. Um. But he kind of gives you that 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 second dynamic. He can catch the ball. Now, don't get me wrong. Chubb has good hands, but he's not a receiving back. He's going to pound the ball. He's a between-the-tackles kind of guy. Yeah, but I got to tell you, in space, he's way faster than people give him credit for. Yeah. And he runs some yeah. good routes, man, There's and no he'll doubt. catch the ball. He does, yeah. And you get him, you get him the ball in space, he becomes a dangerous right. receiver. Kareem Hunt, I think, getting so much work out of the slot over the last year, I mean, that's he looks like a slot receiver. He's quick out of his cuts. He, you know, here's good hands. I mean, well, no, he's kind of he kind of gets lazy, catches the ball into his body every once in a while. But here's what else I loved about what the Browns did yesterday. Okay, and again, I'm I'm pessimistic because we didn't do this against a great team. Now, don't get me wrong, Um, but what I really liked was they moved those running backs. They were moving in our tight ends. They were moving them out to the wide out spots on the field, the wide outs. And then they were moving Odell and Landry into the slot, right? So if Washington wants to play zone against us, now they have a linebacker matched up with Odell and with Landry. And Baker picked that apart. The whole game because they didn't want to come out of zone coverage. It was fantastic. What a great move. I mean, those are the kind of things that help you win games. Recognizing what Washington wants to do and adjusting it to create matchup problems that Baker can exploit during the game. That was brilliant. Again, we gave up way too many points to a team that's not that good offensively, um, with a, with a quarterback who's, who's been, who's still shaky, uh, throwing the ball. They had a bunch of turnovers, and we wound up pulling away at the end because of their turnovers, um, which was great uh, for us. That was good to see. Uh, but, again, not against a great team. But I do like the adjustments we made in that game. I really do. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, going back, if you watched the film from yesterday, Washington was taking advantage of kind of those same mismatches in the red zone. They would line up their tight ends wide on our corners, obviously, because our corners are a little undersized, um, as athletic as they are, little small, right? Um, and 
they they had Terry McLaurin matched up with linebackers all day long. Yep. And he ate us alive. Yeah, because we want to play zone. Right. Listen, what? Yeah, Greedy we, Williams we is hurt. No, Greedy Williams is hurt. No, Ward's have, been we, hurt. We don't have the personnel to match. We up got man to man. backup corners in everywhere. We have safeties that you know Zendejo. You know, like it's, bless his heart, he's man. Gonna be a that dude, no matter what. That dude try. He works. He's he's one of our leads. One. I think he might be our leading tackler right now. I don't even know. Yeah. He's all over the he's place. Also our leading miss tackler. Yeah, but he's but he gets beat. Um, he's not the great coverage guy but man he tries he's all around the ball he tries to play hard but you can just tell he's just a we we just need that upgrade at that spot man i love the guy he could play he plays hard man but he's just he just kind of gets beat just athletically gets beat at this point we're just waiting on rodney harrison yeah i i want to see i want to see harrison sighting six four guy who can really run he had a tackle on special teams yesterday so that was that was nice to see yep um, yeah, I think he's just happy to get out on the field and yeah. make a tackle. So other, I, other I'm than looking forward that, to big things from him. I don't know what what kind of scheme they're running that he's never seen before, but the kid came from Alabama, for goodness sake. Yeah. I feel like he's probably seen it all. I, I just don't know. I don't know what he's missing out on. I don't know. We'll it, see. I, I mean, I'd like say. to see him get in the game next week, though. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. had plenty of time to now to understand the, I you know, don't, we didn't have much of a preseason with anybody. No. So, well, you know, throw him in. Throw him in. Let's see what he can do. I don't think Mac Wilson got a snap. Which might be good because Probably I don't. Probably good. Maybe an extra week. Maybe it was just a, hey, if we need him, we're going to use him kind of thing uh, just to give him more rest. Yeah. Uh, you know, our linebackers. Again, against a, a lesser team, our offense, our defensive line, our linebackers played pretty well. I mean, we I gave up too you, many points, but they did play better. Giving him that extra week, we're we're gonna need him against Dallas. We're gonna, we're gonna need him to be able to we're stretch need both the field. of those guys against Dallas. I mean, a guy a guy that can go sideline to sideline like Mac Wilson. Yeah. We're gonna need that. There's no doubt. Um. So, oh, um, yeah. Richardson, Garrett, and Claiborne each had a sack against the Bengals. Yeah. Are those two, our two guys in our interior, R- Claiborne, Richardson? I mean, just that, that I think for Ogunjobi. our defense, Ogan Joby, yep. those interior guys for me have been the big bright spot of our defense the so far highlight. this season. I mean, they really have. I mean, as much as we expected, you know, our linebackers, our young group, um, or, you know, or older veteran guys, you know, so our, our defensive backs, it's been injuries. Um, not, sh- you know, so we weren't sure. And, you know, they have struggled a little. Uh, but we thought defensive line, right? Vernon and Garrett and the interior guy, we thought for sure, you know, they'd be, you know, so far, Miles Garrett has had made a few plays. That was impressive. That strip sack, you know, he recovered yesterday. It's impressive. Um, Vernon, I, yeah, I haven't I'm seen not much. Sure he's about, long for this team. I haven't right? seen much about Vernon. I mean, I, I th- you know, we'll, we'll see he's, you know how that works out. He's slowly becoming a depth piece. I think Adrian Claiborne is going to take that position. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, there's just been more dynamic players than him yeah. in, in those positions. And, and Porter Gustin, for goodness sake, Gustin stepping all over up the field. And, and, and I, I, I really think Miles Garrett still has to step this up. He's our, he's our million dollar man. He's our $25 million man. He needs to step up even more than what he's doing now. For what Yesterday he- I watched Richardson chase a running back, a wide receiver down 
from behind that was about to make a big play. He ch- he chased him 25 yards downfield. Miles Garrett was jogging behind the play. Richardson ran him down. That's not okay. No. All right. The effort needs to be there from Garrett every single play. And if you're exhausted, get off the field and then get back on and make keep making plays. You should yeah. be you should be a threat yeah, to make a play on every single game. And so far, Miles Garrett hasn't done that. We we aren't paying you that kind of money to not make hustle plays. So I, I, and listen, I get it. I, I understand he is a pass rush specialist. I get it. No, there's no I specialist at 25 million. That's, 25 million just be a football player. That's the problem. Just, just a, hustle. I, and don't I don't lose, mind. Don't lose your heart. Just hustle. And do I think, yes, and Miles the Garrett heart and makes. Soul, the heart and soul of the Cleveland Browns is supposed to be hard work, hustle, middle class type. You know what I mean? That's that's the the heart and soul of the, the fan base of Cleveland. So why can't we match that with our $20 million man? Well, here's the deal. And 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 I get Miles Garrett's going to make a dynamic play at some point during the game, right? He's that athletic, he that size, that speed. He's going to make a play. My problem is he doesn't make enough of them. No. He needs to be more impact. He's not involved in enough plays defensively. If the ball is anywhere near him, he should be making the play. That's why we pay him that kind of money. He needs to be that kind of leader. He needs to be that kind of dynamic player. Double teams aside, if the ball comes near you, you should be a threat. They should not want to put the ball anywhere near you. I'm sorry, but... I, I understand that, that him and Aaron Donald play different positions, right? Aaron Donald's an interior guy. I get it. He he blows up guards and centers all the time, and, and they run these stunts and everything. But, man, you're telling me that Miles Garrett, 6'6", 280-pound Miles Garrett that can run a 4-5-40, 36-inch box jump with 200 pounds on him, you're telling me that he can't match Aaron Donald? The guy's a freak. Yeah, he can. He can he and he should. Can. He can it's, and he it's should. It's hustle. Yeah, he's got hustle. It's never giving up. That's what it, that's what we need to see more of. Yeah, it's it's almost like watching him, you know, and and I am I am listen, I I, I think Miles Garrett is a freak athlete. I think he's a fantastic he's, he is the best athlete of the NFL. But I will tell you this, I'm a little I'm down on him now. I'm hard on him now because you did sign that big contract. It, you're you're our Cleveland, you're the face of our defense. He should no, be that then. He's then supposed be to that. be the best player on the team. Doesn't matter. It, it it all it matters is he it looks at we look at him harshly oh, yeah. because we expect more. I don't listen. We all trash everyone trash Baker Mayfield all the time. Every time we lose, he makes eight million. Miles Garrett makes twenty five million dollars. Like there's no comparison to the level of scrutiny that should happen here. No, no Miles whatsoever. Garrett should be scrutinized at a higher level than any other player on our team. And we on this show are going to do that. We're going to hold him accountable because he should be an MVP caliber defensive player in the league. And we expect him. And so far this season, he has not been in enough plays to make that happen. And I'll tell you what, we have done the same thing about Odell in uh, over the last few weeks. That's right. But if you look at him over the last guess two who's games, our leading receiver. Guess what? Guess who's <laughs> starting to, to get that separation. Guess who's making lead blocks 
Guess right. who? Guess who is just absolutely hustling his mind out? That's right. And after week one, we were all concerned because on the sideline he started throwing. Since then, nothing. He's just working, 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 he getting is, open for making plays, trying to be exciting. He's starting to buy in, and he's bringing everybody with him. I saw Kaderil Hodge. Okay, obviously he has he has officially beat out Higgins for our number three receiver spot. He took to Twitter. Yesterday, after the game, he had zero catches, zero targets. Okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He had one target yesterday, zero catches for zero yards. He gets on Twitter last night and he said, flat out said, I, I want to help the team any way I can. If it means blocking in the run game, if it means getting out and, and running decoy routes, if it means, you know. And how about and that's, Odell that's and Landry our, blocking in the run game? Unbelievable. Fantastic unbelievable. job. Fantastic Everybody's job. starting to buy in. Yes. So that's that kind of effort. These, that's that's right. why we're seeing back-to-back 30-point games. That's right. And that kind of effort by those guys, by those top-dollar guys, trickles down. And that's, that's Trickles exactly down. Why. And that's why Miles Garrett has that. Listen, and I got to tell you, I, the one thing I was impressed with Miles Garrett, I don't think he had the game Miles Garrett should have. Okay, but I will tell you this: when other guys made sacks or we had the interceptions, Miles Garrett was right there jumping on them. At least he was being a, the an emotional leader, like celebrating right. their victory. We're with starting. Them. We're starting to see things coming together. We're, Stefanski's play calling has been good. Yeah, recognizing those mismatches. I mean, just fantastic. He, he makes adjustments. I mean. I, we've, we haven't seen that in 20 years. Yep. You know? So now we need our, we need, we need some health in our defensive backfield. We need to get some, some, you know, we need to get our big safety on the field. We need to get Mac Wilson healthy and we need Miles Garrett to step it up another notch. Yep. And we, if we can do that and we can start playing defensively, like even at an average level in the NFL, we can start getting to that point where we're, we're in that one of those better defenses. Our offense is getting better. Yeah. That we know. Yep. And I so have, we could be tough. I have one more stat. I'm still pessimistic, two. though, people. Sorry. I have one more stat from week two. And I, over the last few weeks, I have grown to absolutely love this kid. Okay. In week two, our leading tackler was Tavier Thomas. Yeah. That really, kid really playing well. He is all over the field. Yeah, now he's, he's all not, around the ball. He's not great in coverage. He's not. He's a little undersized. But man, he flies around the field. Yeah, he he, he was involved in every single play that I watched in the first half. Yeah, and I can tell you, he's not making twenty five million dollars, folks. And that kid's hustling. That he's kid's all hustling. over he, the field, he has around the ball. Himself from the practice squad into this corner rotation. Wow, more of a more of a nickel corner rotation. Yeah. Um, and even yesterday, he I, I'm I'm fairly certain he got more snaps than than. Uh, well, I Kevin think it was Johnson. his first. Who was coming start. back from from yeah. last rate liver? I think it was his first start. I think yesterday. so. So yeah, and really. Last week, last week his nine tackles led the team. Yeah, yeah, he's, which isn't good for them. And but. and he, how about he, how about the hustle play he makes? He gets downfield on the. So we pick the ball off, run it down the field, fumble. fumble. He's there following the play. There he is, and he recovers hustle. the fumble, just hustling after the play. Hustle. He had nothing to do with that play and still went down and made a play at the end. Hustled downfield, first guy to the ball That's after a fumble. That's the kind of stuff right there. That's going to change the culture. That's right. That's right. And that's it, the kind of stuff. That's that's the kind of stuff that when Miles Garrett starts 
chasing guys down yeah. from behind downfield. That's right. That's the kind of stuff that's going to change the, the culture. Yeah, the NFL's in trouble. When Miles Garrett starts to yep. do that, when Miles Garrett the is, NFL's in trouble. <laughs> when Miles Garrett's 12 yards downfield, tackling a wide receiver, from behind, it's over. Yeah. It's the, over look out, league. When Miles Garrett is making plays like that, look out. And let's hope he gets there because that's where he needs to be. So moving on to yesterday. Oh, I'll take that back. I'm going to I'm gonna take it back a few days because I read a story about Rodney Harrison. Okay. I don't know if you saw this or not. He was driving on Interstate 80, okay? And he saw a guy stop on the side of the road. Stopped to help him, changed the dude's tire for him, an elderly man, okay? Guy did. Guy had no clue who this was, right? Nobody knew, nobody had any idea. And the guy goes home, finds out that it's Rodney Harrison, and he blasts it all over the news, right? Harrison just did it because he's a good guy. Yeah. You know? And it, that's the kind of thing... Like this is, he would have never told anybody. He would have never said a word about it. If the guy didn't find out who he was, no one would ever know. He just went out. He did a good thing for somebody that needed help. And now, I mean, that's another thing that'll change the culture in Cleveland. That's right. That's, those are the kind of guys that we want. That's right. The, the guy that doesn't need the recognition. He hasn't gotten on the field for three weeks now. Yeah. He doesn't need the recognition. He's still there. He's ready to play. He's on special teams. Yeah. This guy, this kid's was a first round pick. Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't complained one time. He's just ready to work. He's ready to play. He's love that's, guys like that's that. The just kind good of guys. Thing. Yeah. Another thing that's going to change the culture right there. So that's leading up to week three. No, <laughs> week four. I'm sorry. No, no, week three. Oh, week you're, three, week oh we want to talk about yeah, the yeah, Washington yeah. game. Yep. Go ahead. Week three. Give so, some stats from Washington. Um, obviously, we won 34-20. Um, Baker Mayfield, another 16-23, just like week two. 156 yards, two touchdowns, and a big goose egg in the interception column. That's awesome. That's Fantastic. Yep. Need that. Really controlled the game. I mean, really. And listen, I know those stats don't seem like no, award winning stats, away. but it's, it's a win. We ran the ball. The play action worked. He got the right receivers the ball when they were open. Just a great game management job. Uh, his, his quarterback rating is fantastic right yep. now. He's right around hovering around a hundred. And quarterback rating I, I right now around one ten. Yeah, I mean it's. Just, I mean that's just fantastic. That's what you want. That's what you. That those are the you know those are the kind of guys that get you to the playoffs and get you to Super Bowls because they understand they're just they're not trying to do too much. It's just now. Don't get me wrong. Baker Mayfield's still a dynamic player, and if we were down in a game. He could go out and he's a gunslinger. He'll, he can still go oh, out and yeah. throw for three hundred yards if we needed him to. Absolutely. Okay, it's there. We don't want to be in that position. That's the goal no, is to not be in that be, position. That's a beautiful thing. Yep. Now, look at a team like San Francisco last year, right? They have a quarterback who, okay, prototypical 6'5", 230, has a good arm. I think he's hurt now, though. Oh, yeah, he's hurt. <laughs> but, but last year in the playoffs, I don't even know if he averaged 100 yards a game passing. But he didn't have to. He just did what he had to do. We have a, a more talented offense than that sure and baker mayfield's a much better passer yep but he doesn't have to throw 30 times a game to yep. get a win that's what I mean, we want that's, that's the we team want. we are if that's, that's exactly the team we, we are that's how we win let's do it baker mayfield back-to-back week 16 completions that's all we need and two wins that's all we need two touchdowns last week two touchdowns this week it's that's called red zone production 
And test coming up. Test yep. coming up against test Dallas. Um, Chubb, 19 carries, 108 yards, two touchdowns, two more touchdowns. I mean, holy smokes. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 16 carries for 46 yards. I think he had another touchdown. Uh, did he? Yes. Yeah, he did on the, on did a pass. Yep. Oh, that's right. Or a receiving touchdown. Um, seven different receivers touched the ball last week, eight this week, seven. I mean, come on. Yep. Perfect. We're, that's we're exactly where we want to be. That's right. Um, Harrison Bryant, rookie tight end, first touchdown. That's right. Yeah. I like yeah, it. You look good. Uh, coming Ho- across Hooper, the kind of a broken play. Hooper hurt. A little bit bang, danged up. A little bit banged up. up. And I think then, he's good to go, though. Yeah. And then the, uh, the rookie comes in and makes a catch. Yep. Beautiful thing. Um, Miles Garrett, two sacks and Richardson, another sack. So they're starting to pick it up a little bit. I think Miles Garrett, um, we, <laughs> we talked about it yesterday. Miles Garrett sighting in the second quarter. Yeah. You, Actually in the first half. <laughs> the first two games, we didn't, we didn't see any Miles Garrett until the second half. So that was, that was, that was better. Like I said, we still want to see Miles Garrett making those tackles, chasing those guys down from behind and making all those plays. That's and what that's his job. Go get him. Obviously, we talked about blown coverages. So many missed tackles yesterday. There was a few. I mean, yeah, my goodness. The turnovers really helped us out. Like, that, I, I, you know, I get you get this feeling that that's that's why I'm pessimistic. And right? I don't think I don't think we turned the ball over one time. We didn't. And and I got to tell you, if the, we don't get those turnovers, it's a much better game. Yeah, because yeah, they're moving the ball when we create when we made those turnovers don't get me wrong we got those turnovers it was great timing by our defense mm-hmm. some overthrows by their young quarterback so yeah i mean we just we know we have to play better defensively right. we know that in our we offensive line um going into this week washington's defensive line was ranked number one and um, well let's 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 Again, Obviously, asterisks on that. Yeah. Chase Young, Chase Young out in the first half with an injury, so they're not. That's not the same right. defensive line that everyone else had to but face. I, they, what do we have? Two or three sacks. So they still got to Baker. I mean, he yeah. was pressured a bunch. Yeah, they did. I mean, their other our guys are line, still dynamic players. Our so. offensive line looked kind of slow. Jedrick Wills had a a, a bunch of offside penalties. Yeah. At this point in the season, we're a, like our offensive line is a better running. Offensive line than pass protecting offensive line. Right. I mean, there's no question. But so that's a learning curve. Yeah. I mean, they just Obviously, have to get better. Another thing we have to get better at. Guy like Dred- Jedrick Wills still trying to learn the left side. Yeah. Um, his pass protection will be there. He's a, he's an athlete, but it, it, it's a learning curve. Conklin is a, he's always been a great, he's always been a great, uh, run blocker. And he's just, you know, he's a little banged up right now. Um, but I, it's all going to start coming together. We have, I mean, two wins against not very good teams is still two wins. We're still rolling. Um, Haskins, I think the big issue, obviously, is our secondary yeah. right now. Our linebacking core is what it is. It's not going to change. Our secondary, we have a few pieces that we can add. Yeah. Um, Haskins threw for 224 yards. If he didn't throw three interceptions, yeah, it's, he, it's he a was, different game. Yeah. He was staring down receivers. It yes. wasn't they weren't ball hawk no. interceptions. And it's yeah, it's a, clearly it was his fault, like his overthrows or his staring right. receivers down that it was gave right us place, those interceptions. Right time. Yeah, and it was they, good positioning. And they literally, uh, like I said, that's a young, just learning quarterback. But I tell you, he's not afraid to throw he's it. He's got great arm talent. So he's got great. Yeah, it really does. And and we're gonna get. 
you know, against a, against a quarterback and throw like that, who's experienced, hmm. who's not going to make those kind of mistakes. We're in a, we're in a serious dogfight there. And that could be Dak Prescott. Yeah. We're going to find out. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll find happens. out. I don't know. I'm, our secondary is in for a test. They're going to test our secondary and our linebackers for sure. Yeah. For Amari, sure. Amari Cooper, um, CD lamb. I so believe we need our defensive line has to have the game against a really good offensive line. Yep. Our defensive line has to be outstanding. And I, and I think Harrison needs to be ready to go. This is, this is where miles Garrett has to really pick it up now. But that being said, I mean, two wins, two and one yeah. over, over 500 first we're, time, 84 games. We're <laughs> since what? 2014. Yeah, something That's like that. <laughs> 2100 days. Or Let's not talk really. about the past. Let's talk. We're above 500, oh Cleveland Browns fans. Browns are Browns are a winning team. The Indians are the four seed in the playoffs. Let's do this. This is this is a good time. Good time win. right now. World let's enjoy. Weeks, let's enjoy man. this moment. Maybe we'll take two weeks off more often. Yeah. Maybe maybe more good things will maybe. happen. Maybe. Okay. Listen. Moving on. Let's talk about the Cavs a little bit. There's not much to say about the Cavs. We all know the Lakers with LeBron. Boo. Ooh, they're in the wow. they're in the, the finals Lakers, again. The Lakers. We don't care and... if LeBron wins another game because it's not in Cleveland. We don't care if he wins another game. Finals is LeBron versus LeBron Junior. Yeah. And the Lakers and the Heat. Ex, ex LeBron. I don't know if anyone's even going to watch that. I, it's, it, not I don't know if anyone's even going to watch unless, that playoff unless series. Unless Jimmy Butler's going to drop. 40 no one on in Cleveland LeBron's should head. be watching that playoff series. Boo. Jimmy Boo. Butler, Jimmy Butler's going to dunk on Anthony. The team, Davis. Le, the team LeBron left us for, both teams LeBron left us for in the finals. We don't care. I hope they both lose. Is that possible in the finals for both teams to lose? Maybe in the new COVID era. Hey, maybe, maybe both teams COVID could possibly basketball. lose. That'd be awesome if I'm both of the that. teams LeBron left us for could lose in the finals. That would be great. We should just send Chetty Osman something incognito down there to something to uh, infiltrate the bubble and so, <laughs> everybody has to go home. So now, all that being said, all right, that's no, we'll, send, we'll send Zizic. Cleveland is in its own bubble in the city of Cleveland. The Cavaliers have been practicing at their uh, at their facility. And Kevin Love decided to join the team. Kevin Love is there. Love to see it. Uh, everyone's there. Uh, Drummond is not there because he's still um, he will be he will be re- he will be picking up his player option to stay with the Cavs this year. That's very clear. Uh, but he had personal reasons. He had to be out for this yep. uh, mini camp for. And, um, and he's 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 a veteran. He's a he veteran. He doesn't need to yeah. be here for this. I mean, I think the young guys needed to work with him to yeah. work out well, their dynamic on the court. Will. They'll figure that out. That has to happen, and I think they'll get more opportunities as the season comes closer here in December and January uh, when the next season is supposed to start. Uh, we also have a, all the young kids. Dylan Windler's back. Um, Sexton's yeah, there. Windler's Garland's healthy. there. Porter Jr. All our young guys there with Kevin Love. Um, so there's a lot of talk. Um uh, Colin Sexton evidently came back in just jacked. I mean, he'd been putting a lot of bit work. I put on some size, yeah. um, put on some, put on some real, you know, some good strength. Um, so everyone's very impressed with how he came in physically. Um, after the all-star break last year, uh, uh, leading up to COVID, he was just tearing it up. He was 20 plus points a game. Um, really is starting to come into his own as a scorer. 
again, you, you if you've listened to our show, you know that um, we know we don't think he's a point guard. Obviously, he's a two. He's a scoring kind of guard and an undersized one at that. That strength he put on, hopefully that will make him a better defensive player, uh, be able to guard those bigger guys and hold them up during the course of a game and to continue to score on the other end. Cause that's the key when you get beat up on the defensive end and you have to work that hard on the defensive end, can you still come back and score? And maybe with that new size and that new strength, he'll be able to do both. And that's what we're hoping for. Um, the other thing out of that camp is, um, Winler, again, put on some size. He, we saw some pictures of him, uh, over the last few days and he looks a lot bigger. He's not that skinny, scrawny college kid, uh, that played in the rookie league last year and then got hurt. Uh, we didn't get to see him during the season, but he obviously put on some size. Um, everyone's very impressed with his work ethic and how he's shooting the, the basketball. Um, and then there's, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. So Kevin came back. You know, the Cleveland is so high on Kevin that the reports out of the, out of, out of the Cleveland group there is that, you know, he's so high that a lot of teams have talked about trading for him and he is untouchable. Yep. Uh, they think he could play multiple positions. He Cavs could be a dynamic James Hardenish kind of player. Uh, he could play the point for us this year a little bit. He could be a scorer for us. They understand his talent level and the fact that he just turned 20 years old during last season um, is a is a huge I mean, his upside is phenomenal and so the potential is there for him to be a big time player Cleveland knows it they've kind of made him untouchable in any contract talk or any trade talks uh, with everybody um, and that has been spread league wide so teams have literally stopped asking about him because Cleveland has been so animate about Good. not trading him so I like that there's some pieces there. There's some pieces there that some consistency. Um, that's what the Cavs need right now is consistency that's while, right. while you're building the ability to have um, those young guys that that, you know, you're not going to have to to uh, continually move like we don't want the turnover. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we want to have consistency because we have the vets that have been around. We have the vets that have meshed well in Andre Drummond's, you know, they're talking about bringing Tristan Thompson back on a very small veteran minimum, probably salary, um, which I, I'm not against. No, nope. I wouldn't be either, but they can't pay him what they were paying him no, before. You no, I, he would definitely have He's to He's going to be coming cut. off but the bench. Now, He's going to be a role player for us. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that's going to happen because I think somebody's going to offer him more money. I agree. Um, I agree. He's a rebounder. He's and a rebounder everybody needs defender. a rebounder. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Garland, Darius Garland, he's the other, he's the other, you know, young kid we have. Uh, again, very young, just in the beginning of his development. Um, the coaching staff, the very, very beginning because yeah. he, he's, he's been out of position, I feel. Yeah. The last he's not a point years. guard. And we're trying to make him a point guard. That experiment kind of failed, which is, I think, what's led to the Porter Jr. discussions about be, being a point guard or the possibility of us drafting a playmaking type point guard. I think, I think Darius Garland has the potential to be a six man of the year candidate. Yep. I really Agreed. do. Um, and, and he's only going to get better defensively. Uh, and he hopefully. can shoot the ball, man. The yeah. kid can flat out yep. shoot the rock. And I'm telling you, if they just cut him loose coming off the bench and just tell him when you catch it, shoot a three. Yep. 
Or if a guy's rushing, running at you, just be crafty and creative because he is. Yeah, with the, he's very creative with the ball. He's not a great passer, but he's a creative scorer. Right. So let him knock down threes. And then if you're going to run at him and try to keep him from shooting threes, he can go by you and score that little runner. Just I mean, let him do his thing coming off the bench. If you're looking at it from a comparison standpoint, um, think of him as, as a little more dynamic Jordan Clarkson. I mean, Clarkson gave us what, like 22 off the bench? As, yeah. as the sixth man, that yeah, year. He, he he could score. He was he something. Score. I mean, that was that was impressive. And I think Garland could be that Absolutely. kind of player. I think he could be a better shooter than that. Yeah. Actually, he could be so a better too. shooter than Clarkson. He doesn't. He, gets, he doesn't have the confidence that Clarkson had. Exactly, and that's what thing. He doesn't play with confidence. I know it's part of his young, you know, inexperience. He only played four college games in his career, mm-hmm. so I, I, you know he has a lot to learn and a lot of confidence to gain. But I'm telling you what, that he starts knocking down shots. He could knock down 10 threes in a row. Yeah. I mean, he's that kind of shooter. Yeah. So we, we just got to get him to that point with Windler shooting threes and Garland shooting threes coming yep. off the bench. If we have some dynamic scorers on the, on the field with some veterans like Sexton Love and Drummond, create his own shot. You know, I, I really do believe we're a playoff team. We're going to be a playoff contender yeah, sure. in, in the East. Sure. So, and, and the draft, uh, you know, there's yeah, a lot well, of rumors about gotta, the draft. I gotta, I gotta take a look at this real quick. The ru- rumor has it, though. Now, listen, the rumor has it that the, the front office of the Cleveland Cavaliers is saying no matter they're taking the best talent that drops to number five. They don't care position. They do not care. They are going to take the best available. So they have a board in their office. They have a whiteboard, I'm sure, mm-hmm. with players up there and they have ranked these players okay they say you know however they've done their their data their statistics their their evaluation from scouting however they've done that in this in this weird off season okay they have basically taken these young players and said here's how we rank them here's how we see them talent wise whichever player on that board gets to number five the top rated player on that board when it gets to their pick, they are taking that guy. They don't care who it is. They're sure. taking him. Sure. I think it's a good strategy. I get it. I get it. I don't think um, there's one player in there that turns us into a championship team right now anyway. Yeah. So why not take – and quite frankly, I hope they have those point guards – that are really good playmaking point guards for other people, play making play the good passing point guards. Those kind of, I hope those are the guys that they rank high. So the NBA draft, they set a date. November 18th. November 18th. November 18th. Who would have thought that the NBA draft would be November 18th? That's that's crazy crazy late. Uh, Looks like the upcoming season won't start until the end of January. That would be my guess. I I would I would say they're going to shorten they're going to shorten the preseason. Right. So Uh, it could start at the beginning of January. Yeah, potentially. They would like to get their Christmas games in, obviously. But yeah, I don't they, think that's it's kind of a happen. traditional thing. I, yeah, I, I, it I don't would see be that happening if they're going to do Christmas games this year. It's going to be game one of the season. Yeah, like that would be like the start of the season would be Christmas Day. Yeah, I mean, and I could see that. That's that's super short off season. Though. It is. Man. It really is. I mean, we're talking. But remember, don't don't forget they it, had you break. played yeah. you play into June during a regular season. If you won the championship, you'd play into June. And the preseason would start in August, September. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. You know, so you start not, your camps. It's not out of so, the norm. Yeah, it's it wouldn't be that far out of the norm. Different, different time of year. Yeah, you're still going to go get your couple months of rest if you're the championship team, and then back to work. Yeah. So 
Nobody watched NBA Finals. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> we don't. We hope they both lose. You heard it here first. They're both going to lose for the first time ever. <laughs> Hot takes all day. Whew. All in all, pretty good couple weeks. Not a bad week. Hope for the Cavs. Hope for the Browns. Browns offense playing better. Indians are in the playoffs with a higher seed than we even thought they could get. Their their pitching staff awesome. is that the best in the baseball. And we draw the Yankees, who's an overrated, overblown team. Love it. So Love it. Not bad. Not bad, Cleveland fans. Something to be positive about here. Let's ride this. Let's ride this positive wave and bring the Indians a championship right now. Let's do it, man. Thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we'll be with you every week from now on. Um, barring any unforeseen technical difficulties, USER errors, if you will. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we got for you today. That's it. As always. So soon? Oh, yeah. We got to end it. Okay. We're way over. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. You guys have a good week, and we will talk to you on Monday. See ya. Cleveland, don't mess it up.